Ryan. Welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Gamespace Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll answer the question, what is an idio game? Most of the games that we know and play include a slew of interesting and meaningful decisions. Oftentimes, those decisions lead to us winning the game and triumphing over our opponents. But sometimes those decisions just allow us to revel in them. We take time to enjoy those decisions for what they are, a new experience. There are games that are a series of these interesting and meaningful experiences that we wouldn't otherwise classify as ortho games. Rather, these are games whose decisions produce a personal outcome for ourselves. Can games include decisions that just serve us? Yes, they can. These kinds of games are called idio games, and this episode will take a deeper look into what they are. Challenges surrounding how we create definitions around games will also be included. This episode will also cover the structure of how these meaningful decisions produce personal outcomes for ourselves. Finally, the episode will close on some idio game examples. An idio game is a series of interesting decisions that produces a personal outcome. Unlike ortho games, these decisions don't necessarily resolve to help individual players win in the game or win against each other. The prefix idio in idio game means personal or unique. Again, unlike ortho games, idio games are a series of choices that provides us with a personal outcome. Some immediate examples of this type of decision structure include choose your own adventure style of books or the Black Mirror movie Bandersnatch. However, there are elements of each of these examples that challenge this definition. If we enter the game with the intention to keep playing, then decisions we make in Choose Your Own Adventure could prevent us from doing that. We could also lose our character or go on a series of decisions that cause the story to end prematurely. This is certainly the case in Bandersnatch. This problem is challenged even further by players who mostly only know ortho games for the purpose of winning. Therefore, they may not see decision-making for personal outcomes in idio games as legitimate because they are not strategic choices. This is part of the reason why creating definitions for games can be a contentious process, especially if game designers enter the field with an already narrow definition of games that are highly influenced by traditional strategy games. Thinking about games in such narrow definitions, often influenced by our own experience, makes it so that creating new media that challenges the genre becomes increasingly more difficult. I realize that the definition of games is a difficult one, especially when it comes to creating subcategories such as ortho games and idio games. But definitions have to be consistently challenged in order to fully explore the field and what it has to offer for players and students alike. If video games and their reliance on choice creation for personal outcomes makes it so that we accept them as games, then we should continue to do so, but with the appropriate amount of discussion and debate about what constitutes a game. I think that one of the more exemplary examples of this is the party game, Just One, where players are challenged to write a single word clue to help their teammates guess a hidden word. Of course, you can play the game as described in the rulebook. However, I've had much more fun playing it around a table with no discernible end in sight. Am I still playing the game as designed, or have I chosen to play just one as a fun activity of personal choices? If much of the game structure is based on choice, and video games are about player choices to produce personal outcomes, then perhaps we should take a closer look at the kinds of choices that players have to make in video games. Strategy games are considered a series of interesting decisions that players make with the intention of winning. Video games are a series of choices that produce a personal outcome, but games overall can be classified as a series of choices that meets the needs of its audience. This is especially true of games-based learning, serious games, and simulations as they were created to meet the learning outcomes of students and players. 
Games have the structure necessary to accomplish this so long as it provides avenues for players to make meaningful decisions. Unpredictability and randomness can certainly be incorporated in games, but they are often included in measured doses. Some randomness is okay, but presenting randomness in a way where the player cannot viably predict them can be a very frustrating experience. As a principle, game decisions should influence the player in some way. Following this, designers should avoid player decisions where the outcome has no impact. But certain video games like role-playing games allow you to change the aesthetics of your character. While those choices may not have an impact on the character, they are still choices that matter for the player. Role-playing games are perhaps one of the most well-known examples of video games. Players are not playing merely to compete with one another, but they are engaging in the experience in order to achieve a personal outcome. Perhaps Dungeons & Dragons is one of the most popular video games available, but other examples include LARPs, live-action role-playing games, as well as the aforementioned Choose Your Own Adventure. This episode took a deeper look into what video games are, a series of interesting choices that produce a personal outcome. This episode also reviewed the challenges of creating game definitions. The structure of meaningful decisions in video games were covered along with some examples of popular video games. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Vang from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning. So if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.